Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. My Bible is open to Philippians chapter number four, and uh, I'm going to be right at verse number 19, a very familiar passage of scripture, Philippians chapter number four and verse number 19. Um, It says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Again, let's read it together. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. One more time. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory By Christ Jesus. Now, we've begun a stewardship series in the first lesson that we learned. First principle is this, that God owns it all. I know that, uh, and and I I, I had you to resign as president of the universe. Uh, God's in control. God owns it all. I know you've been running things for a long time, but really, you haven't been. God owns it all. He's in charge. Um, and, and, and since God owns it all, that means we've got to let him control it. We've got to release the control to him since he owns it all. In fact, Jesus made a statement in Matthew. He said, who of you by worrying can add one cubit to a statue? (laughs) And so no matter how much you think you can do things, it's really God that's doing it. Amen. He owns it all. Second thing we learned was this, that following week was, uh, since God owns it all, we are stewards. We are stewards of God's resources. So that means I'm a manager. We are managing what belongs to God. Now, God does require that we be faithful over what he's put in our hands. Amen. No matter how much or how little you have, You and I are still stewards. We're managers of everything that God gives us. Now, hear me, including your very life. So it's not just money, the very life that you have. You are a steward of that life. Somebody said, what you do with the life that God gives you is your gift back to him. Isn't that something? What you do with that life that God gives you is your gift back to him. Now, so we understand, okay, God owns it all. We're managers. And so here's the question. Here's the question. Can we be honest in church? Is it okay to be honest in church? Here's the question that many of us have. Here it is, and this is it. All right. If I'm a manager, since I had to give up control, will God take care of me? Because, hold on before you answer. Hold on. Because, because the truth of the matter is, I'm on my mind quite a bit. 
In fact, I'm on my mind more than you are on my mind. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> you, get, you see what I'm talking about? And, and the truth is, that's all of us. We really are saying, God, and, and here it is, this is a trust issue. Can I trust you to take care of me if I'm giving the control over to you, if I'm really giving the control, if I'm saying, God, you own it all and I'm a manager. Here's the message today in a nutshell. God will provide. Tell somebody, God will provide. Anybody a witness to that fact? God will provide. I've seen him do it. I've seen him make ways when there seemingly were no way. When man said that there were no way, I'm telling you, I've seen God come through. I've seen him do things that just will literally astound you. I'm not talking about what I read in the Bible, and that's wonderful. I'm talking about in my own life. I'm talking about what he's done for me. And I know you have that testimony too. What he's done for you. Some of us can truly say like the psalmist. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. God did come through for me. Come on say it again. God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. My daddy used to say it like this. Don't play God cheap now. Don't play God cheap. God will provide. Encourage somebody. Tell them God will provide. See, we listen. Life has a way of of trying to challenge you and make you think that it will not work out. But I'm here to tell you, based upon the word of God, God will provide. I feel my preach coming on already. He will provide. He will provide. Yes, he will. 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 And he's a good God. Yes. He will provide. So you take that word today. God will provide. When we look at the setting of this text, here's Paul writing to the church at Philippi. He was in prison when he wrote this letter. His purpose in writing the letter was really, uh, he was, they call it the joy book because it has the word joy or rejoice in it quite a few times. And so it's this little joy book. If you want some joy, read Philippians. And uh, he wrote them also to thank them for their partnership in the gospel. This church partnered with the Apostle Paul, and so he personally wanted to pen a letter to them to thank them for their partnership. In fact, when we look down in chapter number four, verse number 15, he says, Now you you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. You only. He was saying, guys, thank you. This is just a side note. When somebody does something for you, say thank you. 
that's not called southern hospitality. That's just simply called manners. Manners. Say thank you. Because the truth of the matter, nobody has to do anything for you. You're not entitled to it. People do things out of the goodness of their heart. And Paul was writing to this church and telling them thank you because no church partnered with me in the gospel. Uh, He said, except you. But then when he looked at verse number 16, for even in Thessalonica, listen to this, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. So he's saying that this church, Philippi, the Philippian church, sent aid again to them, again, again, and again. He said, you the ones who just didn't do it a one-time gift, but you continued to do it. That showed really the heart of this church. The truth of the matter is, where you put your money, that's where your heart is. Now, here's a twist. When we look at verse 17, he says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek that I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Wait a minute, Paul. I thought that you had a need. Yes, he had a need. And I thought that this church partnered with you. Yes, he, they did partner with you. But Paul said, we don't want to stay on this level. Because you're just looking at how right now all you partnered with me. You, you really sent this aid once and again. But Paul said, I have a bigger goal in mind because I don't seek the gift. That's, that's not the thing because he already, he was the one who said, now God's going to, my God's going to supply you. You know, you know, I know God supplies. That's not the issue. He said, what I need you to understand is this. I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. In other words, I want to get you involved in this giving and receiving because I know what it's going to do. That's what he's saying. I know what this giving is going to do for you. Notice, he said, not, the gift is not the issue. The issue is the fruit. Let me, I, now, 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 hear my analytical people, analytical people. Come on, come on. I know you're sitting there going, does not make sense. It doesn't make sense to release something and you get something. Because if I give it away, if I release something, it's gone from me. But then, see, we have to bring our country friends in, our country board, a farmer. Bring the farmer. Let, let's take the analytical person to the farmer. To the farmer. And what happens is this. The farmer will say, okay, let me give you, show you a little lesson here. He has something called seed. And he said, what I need you to understand is this. The seed is not in its optimal environment in a bag in the barn. Am I right? And the analytical person says, you're right. What do we do? I have to get the seed in its optimal environment so it can realize its fullest potential. Environment is everything. And so what he has to do is release the seed to the ground because the optimal place for the seed to be is the ground. 
then it can go through what's called a germination process. And as it goes through this germination process, then what's in the seed can be maximized. What Paul is saying here, he said, it's not the gift. Because the gift is one level. But when you release the gift as seed, then he noticed he used the term fruit. Fruit comes up. You never, ever, ever plant one seed and all that comes back up is one seed. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. You never did. Never did. As a boy, I put. I, I, I wanted to plant a watermelon. Watermelon seed, and so I planted the watermelon seed. I just didn't get a seed up. Guess what I got? A watermelon. A watermelon. My mama used to plant. Uh, t- she had a little garden in the backyard, and she used to have me go out there. And you know, I hated it. Did I say I hated it? I did. So t- digging up the rows and everything and then putting the little tomato plants and t- tomato seeds in there. And, 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 she, and we used to have tomato, all that kind of stuff. But there was always more than what I planted. There was always, always. Everybody said always more. So he said, listen to me. I want you to get involved in this law of reciprocity because I know that fruit is going to abound to your account. Here's some good news for some of you right now. You got some seed in the ground and your fruit is going to be coming up. Come on, look, at I got some seed in the ground. I've got some seed in the ground. I planted some seed over the years. In fact, I've got some seed and I haven't seen the harvest on it yet. So I know because I've got some seed in the ground, I've got some harvest coming my way. And you do too, amen? So he says, I want fruit to abound to your account. Now notice, notice verse 18. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. God is saying, oh, that's good. God, God smells that gift. Oh, that's good. I wonder how God smells your gift. What does it smell? It's a sweet-smelling fragrance. It's an aroma to God. Amen. Amen. Now, 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 here we go. He says, because, because you release this seed, because you finally planted, because you got involved in this law of reciprocity, because you supported me in ministry, because you did this, he said, and my God, So we understand. So apparently this promise is for people that's released some seed. Am I okay with that? So he says, and my God shall supply all. What does all leave out? All leaves out nothing. He's going to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now let's look at this supply. Let's look at this supply. 
we have to look at first the source of the supply. If you're taking notes, that's number one. The source of the supply. The source of the supply, he says, and my God. Oh, my. Notice, he said, and my God. He, he didn't say, I'm going to do it. Because we are limited. Human beings are limited no matter how much wealth they have, no matter where they are. Human beings are limited. No matter where you work, your work is not your source. Your job is not your source. Your job is a channel. Thank God for multiple streams and channels. But the ultimate thing is God is your source. Come on, say God's my source. Because he says, my God, please understand, please understand that it was God who did this. You have to tell folk that. Please know, please know. I certainly appreciate the fact that an opportunity opened up here. I'm grateful to have this opportunity, grateful to be, because I'm going to work as unto the Lord. I'm grateful to have this stream of income, be it a business, whatever it is. But please know that if you look behind the channel, it leads up to the source. And that source is God. If, again, if it had not been for the Lord. So he says, my God shall supply. Now, wait, 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 wait. When he says, my God, please understand that next verse, just, just, just peeking at it, he called God Father. He says in verse 20, now to our God and Father. Now we'll go back to 19. Now he said, not, he's not only your God, but he is your Father. And let me tell you something. God's not back in terms of in arrears on child support. God pays up. God takes care of his children. He takes care of his children. So please understand, he's a good father. I, 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 how many in here are fathers? Fathers, fathers, fathers. How many are parents? Your parent, your mother, or, you know, your parent. I, before you had the child, did you think you had the capacity? And, and some of us, and we understand it, you didn't. You didn't know the kind of capacity you had to sacrifice for somebody else. You didn't realize what you would be willing to do to make sure that that child was taken care of. In fact, there are some, you know, when if, if times were lean, you would be willing to do without and make sure that the child was Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've seen parents do it, it to make sure that that, child was taken care of. If you being a natural parent love your children like that, what must the father, the heavenly father, think about his children? Paul said he's he's not just your God, but he's your father. He's your Meaning he's already seen everything and he makes provision for it. In fact, in fact, you remember over in the Old Testament when Abraham went up, he was told to go up on the mountain and sacrifice his son Isaac. You remember that? And then they took, went up there, Abraham and Isaac, and Isaac said, um, I see the fire. 
We see the wood. We see all that. But uh, uh, we're missing something very important. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb. God's going to do it himself. And when you talk about the one who provides, it's not just provides, it's the one who sees. It's he sees and provides. So God already anticipates what you need. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, God has an unlimited supply already there available to you. Come on, say, God's my source. You can jot this scripture down, Luke chapter 12, verse 32. It says, do not fear, little flock. Luke 12, 32. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we see, firstly, that God is our source in terms of looking at this supply. Next thing we see is this. Let's look at the scope of the supply. Going back to Philippians 4 and 19. The scope of the supply, he said, and my God shall supply, here we go, all your need. All your need. So whatever you need, Whenever you need it, God has already supplied it. God will supply. Do you see that? He says, God will supply all your need. So whatever you have need of, go to your daddy. Go to your heavenly father. Go to him. And what, what's amazing is this. He will supply all your need. <laughs> Some of us want to just simply relegate this to money. We want to limit this to money. Let me tell you what happened to us one time. We were in, <clears throat> we were in Ohio, and um, we were getting ready to f- uh, fly back to Atlanta, and we had t- tickets. And so the um, tickets... I got him, and I said, okay, what I want to do is I want to fly back first class. I want, an up, I want to upgrade the tickets. It was cheaper to just simply upgrade it right on the spot than buy a first class ticket. So that was a secret that we were trying to work out there. <laughs> so I, I, we had, I took my ticket, took our, t- took our tickets up to the counter, and I had the money. I had, you know, I, I had the tickets. I gave them to the lady. She looked at me and looked at the tickets. She said, I said, do you have any first-class seats open? She said, yes. I said, oh, this is going to be good. And, and then she said, these are non-upgradable tickets. Child, that's what I said, too. <laughs> what? These are non-upgradable tickets. I had the money. I had the tickets. And I went and sat down. So we were sitting there, and then somebody said, somebody passed by, Pastor Johnson, Pastor Johnson, Pastor Johnson. Man, it's good seeing you. I so enjoy your ministry. I appreciate you, uh, be, you know, doing what you do for God and all this. Thank you so much. You get ready to fly out? I said, yeah, we're getting ready to fly out now back to Atlanta. He said, give me your tickets. He took the tickets, the same tickets. Took them to the same lady. 
He didn't need my money. And she gave him back first class tickets. Brought them to me. And I said, won't he do it? (laughs) No, I didn't say that. But, uh, But what I'm saying is this. When you're talking about the scope of of the supply, you never know what it is you need and what God will do. He'll put somebody in place that can be a channel through which that supply can come. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Don't limit God. Don't you limit God. Don't you listen, listen, listen. That's why you got to treat people right. You can't be mean. I could. What if I had gone up there being ugly? That's another lesson. But I, you got to be treat people right. And hear what I'm saying. God extended favor to me. So if you have a need that's called favor, God can supply it. If you have a need called healing, God can supply it. If you have a need called peace, God can supply it. Whatever the need is. If I was a hooping preacher, I was going to go, whatever the need is, whatever the need is, but I'm not a hooping preacher. So what I'm saying is this, but God will, yes, he will. God will supply. You don't understand that God holds the whole world in his hand. Everything is at his beck and call. And he can move whatever, whenever, to do whatever is necessary to provide for you. God will provide. Glory to God, I've gotten happy up here this morning. God will supply. He'll provide, he'll provide, he'll provide. Whoo! Wow, my God, my God. So we see that God is the source of that supply. And then when he says he's going to supply all of our need, we see the scope of the supply but now let's look at this here's the last thing let's look at the standard of his supply Philippians 419 and my God (laughs) that's my source shall supply all your need that's the scope but listen to the standard according to His rich, wait a minute, whose riches? I said, is it your riches? So God is not looking for your riches to supply your need. He begins to reach down in the deep reservoir, untapped resources of his riches in glory. Then it says, by Christ Jesus. I could say he's the sender of the supply, but I won't stop right there. But, but listen, listen, when we say by his riches, according to his riches in glory, you have to understand what God has is this. Everything. <laughs> Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof, 
the world and they that dwell therein. Haggai said it like this. He said, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. In fact, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. The hills that the cattle are on. God just don't own the cattle. God owns the hills, baby. And he supplies all your need according to his riches in glory. Now, 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 hear me. You can go to a friend, and sometimes a friend, when you look at them, they have limited resources. They're not, oh, my God. They're not just looking at, you know, sometimes it might be the first or the 15th, but sometimes it can be the 7th and the 23rd. <laughs> Them in-between supplies. You know what I'm talking about. Some of us get paid on the 1st or the 15th or 15th and the 30th. You might be in-between. But you will never find a time when there is a limit with the resources that God, that God has. So at any point, at any given time, God can reach. And he begins to reach in his resources. Now notice, he says the standard of his resources according to his riches in glory. Wait a minute. The riches in glory, the glory of God. He, in fact, he said, the glory of God is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. The word glory is doxa, which means it's the weightiness of God. God say, when I begin to supply your need, I'm going into the weight of who I am. Not just what I have, but who I am, my express glory, and I am going to supply your need according to that. Come on, say, God will provide. Now, 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 when we look at this, he said he'll supply your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Some of us think that we have to get to a place of deserving before he supplies. Doesn't say that. I can point to you scripture. It says the Lord is good to all. But let me just give you one specific. Put on, on the board for me Romans 8 and 32. Romans 8 and 32. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know that we don't have seat belts today in the seats. And so as we're getting ready to read this particular scripture, uh, this is a disclaimer from the Board of New Covenant Christian Ministries that as you begin to orbit, that you, uh, we take no responsibilities. Now, it says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Were you deserving at that point? Did he say, I'm going to barely supply? It says he went and got the best of heaven, and in his name is Jesus. 
and put him in flesh. He said he delivered him up for us all. Then it goes on to say, you ready? How shall he not with him, with who? Jesus, also freely give us all things. Do you see that? So when he says he supplies all your need, he's already made up his mind. He's already anticipated whatever it is you'll need at every juncture in your life. And he's already said he's a good father. And he made provision. Periodically, uh, there have been times we've had the privilege of going to Elder Margot's house to, to partake of some victuals. That's food. And what's amazing to me is you go there and it seems like a never-ending supply. But, and, and it seems, you know, she already has a large family. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. It's a bunch of them. But she invites everybody else to come. And I've never seen them run out. Never seen them run out. What's happened? Before an invitation was extended, they, and she anticipated ahead of time how much to prepare. And she never prepared just enough. It's all, am I right? It's always been more than enough. The reason I know it's more than enough is because she's asking people to get takeouts. Get you a box. Don't you take this with you. And, and she's already anticipated. Now, I'm talking about Elder Margot, who you can see right here on the front row. How much more has God anticipated what you're going to need at whatever juncture you are in your life. Because if you're at a place and your need is wisdom, he'll supply wisdom. If you're at a place where you need provision, he'll, he'll, he'll provide that. Whatever it is, he said he will supply. And it's according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Let me tell you this. Uh, years ago, um, we were, um, New Covenant, we were getting ready to purchase, we, we had purchased the land for the Lithonia church, the, the land that the church is built on. And so we were in another church building. And, you know, we've been good stewards and saving money and all that. We went to the closing table. And at the closing table, they said, well, based upon what's going on, we need to, um, we, we, uh, we, we need to get uh, another $10,000. Another $10,000. And so they said, but what we'll do, because we, we have a good banking relationship with you, we know you're good for it. So they said, we'll write you a short-term note for the $10,000 so that you can go ahead and close. So, okay, praise God, that's good. You know, thank you, Lord, for that. So we closed. I announced it to the church on Sunday. I said, we did close. I said, but they had to extend to us another um, $10,000 uh, loan because, you know, we needed to close on the property and somehow we that needed to be included in the deal. I said, sure would be nice, just in passing, just in passing, I said, sure would be nice just to pay that off. They gave us, you know, six months to pay it off. But I said, just go ahead and knock that out. So that day we were just going to go to the land from the uh, current location. We went to the land, you know, prayed over it. 
And then Dr. D was on the stewardship team, and so she got back to the office, and then she began looking through envelopes. And there was, there was a, the very last one. She was, they were actually counting. And there was an unmarked envelope. <clears throat> and it was just unmarked. She opened it up, and there was a check for $10,000. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My God will supply all you need according to his riches and glory. Let me tell you another story. Here we were. We were, um, our offices in Lithonia, they're right next to each other. And so we're at the office one day, and I, and this is the middle of the week, and I hear, ah, I hear a scream. It's her. And so, husband, I go into protect mode, brother. I mean, I'm like, you know, what's going on? You know, you know that kind of thing. I'm, you know, what, what's, what's getting ready to happen up in here? You know what I'm saying, Raymond. You know, you, it's just a built-in kind of thing. Hey, watch and pray. Uh-huh, yeah. You, bro, you know what I'm talking about. You, you get it. So I heard this scream. Ah, right, right, right. And then, 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 uh, shortly after that, I heard, thank you. And I went, oh, it's okay. <laughs> thank you. And so I thought it not robbery to go over and see what was happening. She was going through the mail. Opened an envelope, and there was a check for $35,000 from a person that was not a member of New Covenant Christian Ministries. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I'm not telling you something that I heard. I'm telling you what I've experienced for myself. Paul told these people, listen, not that I desire a gift, but I desire that fruit may abound to your account. And he said, because you got involved in this giving and receiving, you partnered with me, this law of reciprocity is going to go into operation on your behalf. My God (laughs) shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Do me a favor. I need you to encourage about three people and tell them God will provide. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300 Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.